rough though, man. It's oh fucking stripes, God, man. It's stripes. I don't know. I, I, so it's so bad that if somebody, if if Square Enix called me right after the show and said, <laughs> "Hey, we'll pay you to do those patches over and over no. every day. We'll pay you ten thousand dollars no. a week to just do that over no. and over on stream," I'd be like, no, "No, I would rather keep my day job, and I'd rather, I'd rather lose my house than have to do that." Hold on, day, right? They it's said, "What if they said the Nathan Napalm will offer you ten thousand dollars to do this for three months?" No, I couldn't do it. Dude. I, I couldn't do it either. Look, look, do a man, it. a man can only take so much torture. No. I, three months is a long time, man. All right, welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming, with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined by my returning party members. Let's welcome back. Well, Renfell, how are you doing, buddy? I'm I'm here. <laughs> I, I'm here and I have a face still. Yeah, uh, we're gonna, we're somebody was telling me during a meeting yesterday that they were gonna start calling me Timmy Two Nose, and I was like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> so FYI for everybody, I broke my nose on Sunday. Um my wife and I were watching uh Jungle Cruise and uh I jumped up because there was doors open and the wind was coming and, and everything else. And I was running through the house to get all the doors shut and the patio door, the balcony door that we have in our apartment, there's like, it's like a little alcove that goes out and there's a short retaining wall. That's about two feet long. And I ducked in, closed the door. And when I pulled back out and like turned to exit that little cubby, I just smacked my face right on the corner of the wall. And I fractured my, uh, fractured the nasal bone in two places and, 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 and pushed it in the same direction that it's already been broken once before many years ago. Mm-hmm. So we're now in the waiting phase for the swelling <laughs> to go down before they tell me if I need a septoplasty or not, which oh, I'm no. really hoping they don't. So, Jeez. but yeah, this, this was, I'm, I'm good, but yeah, that was, uh, but this happened. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> I was good. <laughs> I was hoping for like a dramatic story, but yeah. Nathan. Well, my wife got pissed. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, one of those heavy iron uh, skillets, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mexican, <laughs> don't fuck with Mexican wives, man. <laughs> <laughs> Los Latinas. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Nathan, dude. Welcome back to you, too, dude. Yeah, glad to be here, man. And uh, I was, uh, I seen it when we first got on video, and yeah. I was like, maybe it shouldn't say anything. Maybe last week went a little worse than uh, than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> man um we had a conversation not too long ago about you uh getting a, a new rig or something right you were talking about it and it sounds like you got a you got some stuff and things on the way don't you sure do so oh, yeah. right on the show i was complaining about the graphics card issue so i did what we discussed on the show uh, <laughs> a month and a half ago and i've got a brand new rig with my nice. 30 series how all that excited that's exciting man look and We've got a good number of things to talk about on the show today, friends. Uh, before we dig in too far, i got to give a big shout out to all of you Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thanks so much for keeping this, you know, parties bag stocked for all the adventures we go on here on the show. Um, you know, and before we dig in much further also, you know, you can call in, you can leave us a, a message at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. Um, if you like the uh, podcast, you know, go over to iTunes, uh, pinned to the top of our uh, Twitter, which is at the LFM show. 
You can go to Twitter, go to the LFM show Twitter, pin to the top. You can click on that, go to iTunes, give us a review, um, leave a comment. And if you do leave a comment, we will read that here on the show. Um, also, you can uh, you know shoot something to one of our grunts somewhere out there in the field um, at the LFM show at gmail.com. And they will get that to us at some point in time as well. See a lot of familiar names here in chat today. This is live on Twitch. So if you uh, ever find that you're missing out, because you can't quite, you know, see what's going on. As we do encourage you to be here live for the show so you can see. Well, right now you can see the patched up nose on Renfield's face. Um, but you just can't get when you hear it in audio format. So you can always catch it on YouTube later as well. But um, welcome to everybody here in chat as well. Um, man, I guess first things first, as usual, let's play a little catch up. Gentlemen, in no particular order, like what's been going on, you know, for you all in the past week or so. Now, Nathan, you're going to reflect on significantly more time than that, obviously. So we'll maybe let Renfield go first. I'll, yeah, I was going to say, I'll do mine because it'll be quicker than mm -hmm. his because he hasn't been here for a couple weeks. Actually, more than a couple more weeks. Um, uh, so apart from this, um, we, we finally got to play test the first time last night. Um, our fifth edition setting that we've been working on since March 1st um and we ran through we have six players going through right now it was it was almost seven my wife because she's doing all the art for everything and she wants to do it but she's a never played tabletop b she's terrified that her english isn't good enough which it is but c also i'm the only i think my brother and i have used roll 20 most of the people had never used roll 20 before and i hadn't five or six years and my wife kind of looked at that and went yeah, I'm out. If that's the way you guys are doing it, I'll just watch and learn. And then when we do it again, I'll feel comfortable enough to come on and do it. So we don't have seven this time around. We do have six, mm -hmm. but we went through last night. Uh, it is up on YouTube for those of you who want to check it out. Um, and yes. uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but we're doing a, a very short. This is the first campaign, which is like levels one to three. I don't know exactly how long it's going to take, but we're thinking like five to eight sessions on Wednesday night. So 10 to 12 hours probably total for the mm -hmm. for the campaign module that we're testing right now. So that's that's been uh, it was that was very satisfying last night and a lot of fun, uh, but satisfying to see it all come together um, and finally have something that I, you know, we can actually sink our teeth into with public mm -hmm. above and beyond. You know, and my brother's obviously working on the point and click adventure game and. Mm -hmm. We got all sorts of moving parts in that, but that that has been what has been consuming me for the past three weeks or so because I I don't I'm not even doing the Mondays and MMORPG show right now. That's on really we, we did like 16 episodes and then we just said that's going to be the end of season three. I need all of like August, like July and August. I need those two months to just get the tabletop testing out of the way, and then we'll come back to Mondays and MMORPGs in September. Nice. Um, and apart from that, just some you know playing a lot of Red Dead online actually yeah. um the last couple of weeks and set my coffee jam just go out and skin some animals and do some bounty hunting for good things about make that. Some moonshine it's a lot of fun actually i got a review coming out on saturday um nice. I'm, it's surprisingly good for and like you know a playstation mmo you know so to speak. it's not a pc game to is it out on pc it, maybe it is out on pc yeah it is but it's also yeah there yeah so anyway, that's that's my quickie version. Nice. That's really cool. What about you, Nathan? So yeah, it's been a minute, man. Catch us yeah, out. Yeah, so so um I've been doing a lot of my D D uh campaign, uh the YouTube series for Choose Your Own Adventure, uh because mm -hmm. it's releasing this month. So nice. um, 
we're wrapping it up now. So it's kind of like um, uh, I got just thousands of clips I've got to edit and piece mm. together. And of course, there'll be things missing. We'll have to go back out and um, yeah. re record, and I'll get ideas for new things and I'll add that. But I'm, I'm at the tail end of it now. Um, so, um, yeah, nothing major to do left except for editing and, and, and you know, posting them and, and testing and all that kind of thing. So, by the end of the month, it's going to be out. Uh, super excited about that. It's definitely the biggest project I've ever done in my life. Um, wow. And uh, besides that, uh, uh, I do the MMORPGs um, 101, where we just jump through different MMOs. Uh, and uh, we just finished up Warhammer Online, the emulator server, because there's no live server for the game anymore. Um, had a lot of fun with that. Now we're about to start next week's Star Wars. Um, nice to the older public. So. Or I'm sorry, not Knights of the Old Republic. I always say that. Uh, the Old Republic. Stotor, the Old Republic. It, dude, yeah. it's, it's, I got to I gotta say, that's like Lotro. That is another one of my favorite games that I keep on my PC. And uh, I got to say, uh, the the patch, that they're, the, the expansion that's coming up this winter uh, is going to... It's cool that they're doing it now because it's renovating the game in an exciting new way where they're kind of getting rid of the archetypes because now you're going to be able to still have the archetypes in the storylines, but you're going to be able to go in and like be a light side Jedi. But if you do dark side shit, you'll like get the power, you'll get the ability to do lightning without having a role an empire or a Sith character. So I think um, that's another one of those games where uh, I play it every year and it's, it's such a good game. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of hard to play it as a group game. Because yeah. of the way they've shifted towards the single player storyline experience, but there is like you can still do all the flashpoints together, and I still think that that's one of those games where, at the time, it was really innovative with the way they did the social points and the interaction where people could vote on the conversation in real time, and then obviously not everybody wins, but you still get points for winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. I like that game a lot. Yeah, it seems cool. And for Star Wars fans, definitely something awesome. And the only other thing I got up to was uh, Pantheon did their latest alpha testing. Uh, so uh, I got to do a little bit. I didn't get to do much because I had a, a family situation. Uh, and was so that, that the 30, hour, 30 hour one or something? That they yeah, 31 hours. Yeah. Uh, and it went really smooth, man. I'm not allowed to say much, but I can say it went super smooth. Um, nice. Yeah. Man. So it's obviously been super busy around here. A lot of stuff with Ash as a creation. Um, you know, I have a very interesting sh- story I'm going to share. I shared it on the uh, Ashes Pathfinder podcast on Sunday as well. But we have a different audience here. We have some of the same people, but we also have a different set of people um, that kind of like check into this particular show. Um, so I've been, yeah, Nathan, I've actually been, um, I was talking about last week a bit too. Um, I'm a pretty big Witcher fan. Um, I've been reading the books. I actually finished the first one. Um, that's a little bit of an update. I finished the first one. I'm on the Sword of Destiny now. Um and I'm, you know, kind of like chipping away at that whenever I can. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I've been chipping away at that. I've been playing Gwent, which is the card game that you can play in The Witcher 3 and everything. But they also have a standalone version. And I played it four years ago back when it was like, you know, in testing and all that. And it launched. And uh, I've been like super addicted to that game, man. Like it's mm. in such a good place right now. If you like those types of games, I wouldn't even say I'm usually like a card playing person, like in that regard. Like I usually I played Hearthstone, I played the Elder Scrolls Legends, um, <clears throat> a couple other ones, but this one is, <clears throat> excuse me, this one is always, I don't know, it's always just resonated 
out of the others. Like the other ones always felt just, I don't know, too much of another one in the same. But Gwent's very unique. It's very Gwent. Like it's very much its own type of game and has its own like methods and everything. And um, so anyway, I've been playing that one a lot. I still continue to play it. I got a few other people that have actually like, actually, you know, joined in on it and stuff. I'm going to pop it there and chat if you all want to. Um, anybody, if anybody listening plays, you can add me Lord some word. Um, I'm like always looking to play with people and try new things out. Um, I also was before the big hype that came in for final fantasy. Remember we talked, we've talked about final fantasy along with ESO, um, a a lot, right? Um, I've got some reflections on ESO a little bit, but I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, did a lot of ashes of creation testing story for about a hacker to share shortly. Um, but the final fantasy 14 game, like I just, it kills me, dude. I think it's the completionist in me. Like for months now, since we've like revisited talking about it, even before, you know, it went into this place where like Asmongold's playing and everything like that. Um, I was like sitting there going like, man, I feel like I just need to suck it up and get through freaking Stormblood, dude. And everybody's like telling me, just get to the end of it. Yo, I've been playing it in my downtime. I haven't been streaming it. I've just been a few quests here and there, whatever. I got to the end of Stormblood and holy shit. Holy shit, dude. Like, was that not an ending? Damn, dude. dude. Was that not an ending, dude? That was that crazy. Blew me away. I, was, I, I was just sitting there because, you know, it rolls credits when you beat a, a, yeah. an expansion. And I remember just the first time I beat it and just sitting there, like, contemplating, <laughs> was- like, Oh my gosh, that was maybe the best ending in the Final Fantasy series. Damn. Like all of them, you know. It was good. It yeah, was it good. good. So now I've got um and I'm I'm probably going to be actually like doing some content around it, just casually getting I I feel like it's the game that I've always like I jumped into it late, started playing it, felt super gated by the quest and was like, "Ah, you know, and then I I couldn't I was like this sucks, dude. This is too much, like too much, too much. I'm too gated by quests." I'm not going to do it. But then the part of me is like, clearly it's a thriving game. So I need to really give it a chance. So I go back. I finish all of a realm reborn. I get through heaven's word. And I'm like, damn, that was really good. End of a realm reborn was pretty good. Freaking uh, heaven's word was like a really good experience for me personally. And then I get to Stormblood, and I'm like, oh man, it's starting to feel super a realm reborn ish again. And so then I was like, ah, I can't do it. Stepped away, came back every so often, chipped away at it a little bit here and there. I was like, ah, ah, you know, and I'm getting back to this place again, like, you know, in the past, like two, three months where I'm like, it's really bothering me that I'm not to where the game's currently at and playing that like that's been getting to me. And then they go and on, on you know, to add fuel to the fire, they're like, guess what? Anybody can play up to level, you know, 60, basically get through Heaven's Ward. So I go and I play with my fiance. She doesn't really like it. It's not her thing. Fair enough, right? And I'm still sitting there going, I, I just feel like I need to do this for me. Me, Like, I feel like I've invested time. I've invested money. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like not allowing myself the full experience. If I don't at least just get there and experience, plus Endwalker's coming out. I heard Shadowbringers is super solid. So I'm like, I just need to it get is. through it. I need to get through yeah, it. And, I need to do and it. And the good... The good thing about that game is that you can play it the way you're playing it. Mm-hmm. And if you get through the story and you get to the each ending, mm-hmm. you feel satisfied and you don't have to feel like it's going to go on forever because mm-hmm. we know that the next expansion is the end of this entire story arc. Like that's, we don't know what they're going to do beyond that. Obviously they're not going to quit, but like that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. So something nutso will happen that 
for answers off into a totally different when, thing. So when is the next expansion coming out? End of the year, isn't it's it? November. Yeah, November. November or, yeah, I think there's because I'm I'm not gonna lie. I've said on this show too. I've been intrigued by it and and. I just recently started watching some of Asmongold stuff because of the World of Warcraft controversy. Um, but then that got me watching his reaction videos as he's gotten into heavily playing yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen. And I've never watched the guy with World of Warcraft. Like I've just seen clips and stuff, but mm-hmm. like his he, he seems genuinely to be having the time of his fucking life mm-hmm. playing Final Fantasy fourteen, which uh, I've heard so many people say so many good things, and it's just like <laughs> the art style that kills me. But there's a part of me that just would like to, because I know that that story arc is coming to the end, and it's just like, should I just take the rest of the year and just play that and only, like put my Lord of the Rings online on hold and not do anything else, and just play this game that everyone's been talking about? Uh, because I hear you guys talk about it all the time. I hear yeah. other people talk about it all the time. Um, I just, I'm torn. I'm torn. Mm-hmm. Because there's also like uh, uh, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous comes out in August, or excuse me, in September, September 2nd, I think. So I've only got like a month until that comes out. That's going to be awesome. It I'm is going to be awesome. I just pre ordered it finally. Uh, whenever it came up on GOG Steam and Epic like a week ago, and I was like, on it. Um, that's coming out. That'll I'll lose a month on that game. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. I didn't think I was going to like New World, and I've I, at least I bought it, and I was like, I could see myself playing this a couple times a week. Yeah. And so that. I'm just kind of like, between that and Pathfinder, it's like, could I really do? Mm. I don't know. I feel like, like how, how much, how much, how many hours do you, because th- I've heard you guys talk about how hundreds oh, of hours is, is, yeah. This is what I've heard from the two of you. I've it's heard significant. hundreds of hours. Like, does, is there a place where you can actually look at the actual, count to get through like storyline up to the most recent expansion i've got a link that actually shows you it literally shows you the chain of every main story quest through the whole thing that's what i follow to keep myself on track i have only been doing main story my whole time and i've got a link i can send you and it's literally like all of it so it starts out based on which of the three places you start out in the world here are your quests you get through that and then it's like okay now these are the patch quests the chain of patch quests that went through all the way through a realm reborn all the way to the end. Here's the main story. You know, here's the like prelude, uh, heaven's award stuff. Here's all the main stuff from this level to this level, which by the way is very clearly that you do level faster. Now you do not have that gated, uh, problem that like Nathan and I had where like you would be leveling up and you, and then you have to go do quests you, on the side. Yeah. Or like, you've got to go kill fates or something in order to actually, like gain experience because you're just the quests are not enough. So you're either doing daily roulettes, you're doing, uh, you know, side quests or, or fates or something. You've got to grind XP to get, get up to level so you can continue the quest. That doesn't happen anymore. I'm actually over leveling the quests right now from where I was at when I picked up and I'm like, well, that's really nice. Cause that was one of the things that was just like it for me, uh, you know, but <laughs> it was like, you're playing and this is already like a bit of suffering. But I'm, but I'm, you know, but, you know, natural born gamer, man. And us, we're like, we're, we want to earn our stripes, don't we? Like some of us are like that. We want to earn our stripes. We don't want to fast track. We don't want to skip it. We want to be like, I endured it. I went through the journey come hell or high water. I earned my way to the end. I didn't cheese it or skip it or, you know, whatever. So 
yeah, my, my experience is like very, very different now. And before it was like so grindy and anyway, these, these quests I can, I can give you and you can look through them all. It guides you kind of through the process in regard to how many hours. Man. I was just curious, like somebody's ever I actually say, done. I've, oh, no. I've done, I've done, uh, I've played all the way through, uh, twice. So, um, Jesus, I would, man. I would say that you need, you need to look at it like each expansion is a full pretty long rpg right so mm. 50 40 if you're really pushing like really just saving every second maybe 40 hours maybe so um, let's say i get maybe 60 hours 50. yeah 50 yeah 60 hours, 50 yeah. 60 hours and there's four expansions so that that's already yep. yeah, yeah. So the fourth one is coming out yeah no, no, that no, would be like one's coming out well if oh, you is count it? the original Holy. i'm sorry three expansions one is the original so Jeez. realm reborn which yeah. is an expansion in my brain because i played the original Fair. So realm reborn um heaven sword um uh what's next uh uh storm blood right storm blood and then Shadowbringers, uh, the right Shadowbringers, the newest one and now walker's coming out yeah which it's yeah. november 23rd 2021 for Endwalker, according to the and okay so i got the, i got yeah. some time well, I'm, I'm just i'm gonna really have to bowl this over because there's a part of me that says i could do 200 hours like yeah because it's only we're only in august that would give me a primary game i much as i love it's, lord of the rings online yeah i have more fun when i play that game with my brother and he doesn't ever get to play Fair. games that much until the winter time so it's like i'm 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 kind of like do i do i've been on the fence listening to you guys talk about it for the last two months like do i do it or do i not do it and i just i know that they they're offering the demo, but I have it on the PC is the thing. I have I have the the game in the first two expansions on the PC because I bought mm -hmm. like a bulk package when I tried it out a couple years ago or whatever. But I don't want to play it on the PC. I actually want to play it on the PS4 because I just want to like lay on the couch and just like go for like six hours, you know, and it's and... the it's the best console MMO experience you could have. And the reason why is they didn't cheap out. There are 32, 36 abilities, and they made it to where you can do it the controller. Tons of pro players. I know PC players are like slapping me across the face, but I can't help it. It's true. I played the game a lot. I mained it for several years. Um, you mm. can be just as effective with that controller, man. Nobody will ever even know once you get used to it. Um, and sometimes I still, because I, I played on PS4 because my PC sucked at the time. <laughs> and uh, I played on PS4 back when PS4 first launched. And um, I got really good, and sometimes even still, I'll whip out a controller and be like, "I just want to play it like this for a while." I kind of like it, so it, it's a it's a really good console experience. Best MMO on console, in my opinion. Yeah, you to think know. about it and see what my wife says if I if I'm allowed to deep dive like that. You're looking um, over it right now. No, she's not here. I'm just contemplating. PS4s are here, and I'm like, I'm contemplating. I do want to say something really quick. Yeah, because you you said something that that you you were talking about. You know, the gamers in us that want to do it all in hardcore and i was just thinking of my wife we were because i was playing red dead online this yeah. morning with and she sits here and i i she's never played the ps4 she did play warcraft with me a little bit um right around classic because she was mm -hmm. she was intrigued and she did have a little bit of fun but she was too busy with school to to take on a game i've never seen her interested in a game she wants to play Red Dead Online. And what's funny to me is because what you were mentioning about the we have to do it all. We have to feel like mm. we've earned it. We were she was I was giving her a tutorial version of it this morning. And this is going to be the funniest thing ever for you guys. Um, she was asking about the gold 
because you have the in-game currency that you can earn mm-hmm. you know for doing missions and stuff and then there's the gold which is the cash shop currency right and so she was asking about that and so i was telling her this is how you can earn it in game versus you know just paying 10 bucks and getting it and she literally said what's the point of buying it from the store doesn't that ruin the purpose of playing the game in the first place and i was like i fucking love you <laughs> like because as much as i appreciate having like some cosmetic stuff that i can get for real currency i tend not to buy a lot of stuff that is progression related because i want to earn it because that's the whole thing it's like if i own the game what's the point of playing it if you're just gonna pay real currency to skip the content but the way she said it this morning made me laugh so hard because i was like that's like the perfect argument (laughs) of why you should never use a cash app she's like what's the point of playing the game if you're just gonna buy it and get to the end and i was like that's Mm -hmm. brilliant um so yeah uh i may i may do it um if i do it though it'll be on the ps4 because i don't want to sit here in front of my computer for i do enough of that anyway i don't want to sit here for another six hours i get that i get that man sometimes you want to be able to step away and sit down somewhere else get in different damn position but uh man you know it, it does man it's like I will say the one thing about Final Fantasy 14 now not most people in my community don't don't really care for it I'll be honest like most of them are really dug into it. it's and it's fair dude it's it's not for everybody right I mean I played Final Fantasy games back on the freaking Nintendo dude like it's like Zelda for me you know what I mean it's like I'm just I'm going to play it because I like the universe I love materia I like all that that stuff man Chocobo's like I'm not even a you know the thing is yeah it's got like kind of a the art styles you know clearly more like eastern it's more you know japanese rpg sort of stuff and it's it's fine man it's it's its own thing that's what it is that's that's the way it's been for ages man it's like zelda man it's got a similar style you're not going to change it that's part of what makes it what it is just like when you think of world of warcraft like the, the more cartoonish style of playing that game that's that's part of what makes it what it is like you're not yeah you're, you're likely not going to change that even if there was a world of warcraft 2 i still wouldn't expect that that would change a whole lot because that's part of what makes it what it is in my opinion i agree Um, but you know like you think about gwent what is that that's a witcher game right it's literally a witcher game that's a standalone part of a witcher game right and you got um the elder scrolls online i mean this is very much an elder scrolls game and i've been playing that one i play that one that's one of those games kind of like renfo he's like i play this with like you know like specific people when like he plays lord of the rings online I play it with like my fiance, some of the friends that we have there, like maybe my brother, because he play he plays it consistently and he has for a while. Um, that game, man, you know, we I wanted to talk about something with that before I move on to some of the other little stories to share. But <clears throat> I was on there. They had that endeavor system. Remember how I talked about it more favorably? I don't have that reflection, man. Mm-hmm. Because originally it was like you're gonna get on, you're gonna do things you do every day. You're going to earn these seals. You can use these to get stuff from the cash shop. My brother and I had a conversation. We were sitting there chatting like this week, right? And he did the math and he went and he did an average. He was like looking at the Endeavor system, looking at your weekly, looking at the the different amounts you get for the dailies and the weeklies and everything. If we were to take those numbers and give yourself an average of how much you can earn a week if you do them every day. Now, granted, they're not really super difficult. They really are just doing them through things that you could pretty, you know, do pretty easily each day. If you play the game and have kind of like dug into all the elements in some capacity, these things won't be difficult to do. You can achieve them quickly and you get your amount of endeavor seals and everything else. But we're looking at like one of the 
the mounts, the radiant apex mounts in that game and how many endeavor seals it would take to get it. And we did the average. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it was like 30 weeks of doing it every day, every single day, the dailies, the weeklies, we did an average and it was roughly, this is an estimate. Okay. Just based on the amounts, 30 weeks, man, every day to get one of those. And it's just unfortunate because you really can't get that much and you can't get anything really good without putting in a ton of investment. And it pushes me back into that feeling of that daily grind. If you want something just to kind of break even feeling and it's really, uh, it, it saddens me a bit, you know, because I do like the game. And when I see things like that, it's just, it is a letdown for me personally. When um, when a game tells me I have to do something every day, yeah, I don't want I, for immediately. I don't even want to do it. Like it take you know when they say I have to do it, I don't. I've always been that way. When I have to do something, I don't want to do it anymore. It loses all interest, right? It's kind of like having a job. Like everybody always says, "Feels like this is a job." Right. But I do want to ask though about that. Yeah. I see a potential here where they could because I see what they're trying to do. They're trying yeah. to say, "Hey, we make a big." a lot of the money that we actually have to use for development, et cetera, from the cash shop. So mm -hmm. obviously once you have a cash shop, that's the way it is, right? Like you can't go back on that. You can't go to your back to your investors and say, Oh, we're going to lose all the you can't do that. Right. It's a business. Right. So I get it. But what I'm wondering is, do you get more benefit from those if you're a paid subscriber or is it just the no. way it is? No, it's the, yeah. that, that's their missed opportunity. Right. They could say, hey, if you're paying us every month, uh, man, there's so much they could do with that that would actually be good. Like they could say, hey, if you're an active member, uh, then you get it this much. Uh, we got tiers. If you've been an active member for six months, you're bronze member. If you've been active for a year, you're a silver member. You get more and more rewards, you know, mm -hmm. to, to that. In my opinion, that's the way you kind of focus that. And then you get better. You know, like, well, you're a member. You've been a member for a really long time. Therefore, you get better stacks on those rewards or something, right? Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. I think they could make it maybe a little better by doing something like that. What do you think, Renfell? I got sidetracked. Sorry. That's okay. I was, like, wondering what you <laughs> thought I, I, about I, that idea. I'm, I'm torn on that idea of, like, your subscription kind of tying into it. But then again, I don't know, man, because you already get, like, experience and additional experience and you also get like all the dlcs included so considering the way deal. yeah considering the way they already monetize the game it for me would seem a bit more of an in my opinion more of an honorable way to tie that system in than just making it so grindy because like dude i i'll be honest man it's like it, it feels punishing to have to do it every day, I would actually be okay with them being more challenging and, uh, and giving you more so that if you do, because even if you were to get more of them and you were to get, you know, at a higher rate and able to get something really good, there's still a lot that they offer in that Endeavor store. Like you're never going to be able to get all of them with how frequently they could rotate that out, period. Hands down, you're, you know what I mean? If someone still wants to pay money to get something, they'll do it. I, I still yeah. am a proponent of giving it a straight up cash price and get rid of that damn crate, man. That that roll the dice crate thing, I've participated in it. I am guilty. I wanted something bad enough. I was willing to roll the dice until I got it, right? But I've only done yeah. that like maybe once or twice in all the years yeah. it's been there. And yeah, it's, I can't do, I can't and do it, crates. Yeah, and it's rough because it's like, 
if they just put those things in the game behind achievements, man, dude, people would want to play it longer if it's behind achievements as well, because you're tying it to something that people can go out there and do as a min maxer. Yeah. Um, they do sorry about, things, by man. the way, about getting sidetracked. I was yeah. literally on the PS4 store trying to figure out the best combination <laughs> of Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. That's funny as hell. I know, You're it's over. Because they've got like, the complete edition, and they've got the starter pack, which gives you Heaven's Ward in 60 days, like yeah. 60, you get level 60, and then you can just add on Endwalker, which includes... I was like reading it. It's like Endwalker apparently includes, if you do the pre-order for it, um, it includes... the. The, the Stormblood and Shadowbringers expansion packs, nice. and if you've got if you've got the starter edition, it includes Heaven's Wards. So that's I'm like doing the math on this going. I think that's like close to sixty bucks to get it all. And I'm gonna be honest, you might want to move quick because they've yeah. been shutting it down. The, the yeah. servers yes. are getting so congested; they'll shut down sales, and then they'll have to yes. wait a while to reopen them. Yeah, uh, the game's so, doing that well. It's, it is. Uh, yeah, that's I why I got sidetracked. So I apologize for that because I was literally going, "Okay, can I, if I do it this way." Or should I do the complete edition and then? But I was like, wait a second. If I get this included, do I? I don't need to do the complete edition. Like, I'm not I'm trying too, to be. I don't want to be super FOMO about it or anything. But it's it, it it they do have some really good deals right now to where if you want to get in and get the content beyond Heaven's Award, sixty percent off right now on the PS4 it's, store. It's it's a lot, man. Was, and if it you're was meant to be, man, I you're think gonna dig in. Sixty percent off. I mean, yeah. uh, I think it was just meant to be the, that. that I'm yeah. doing it. The game does I'm have doing a I'm not, I'm not going to do it during the show, but as soon as we get done with the show, I'm going to go on the PS4 and I'm going to figure it all out. I'm just going to I'm just going to do it because if Endwalker is the end of this story arc, at the very least I've purchased everything story. in you this story arc. You can come back whenever arc. you want. That's it it feels that yeah. way. It feels like it's like, well, I did a lot this month. I'm going to take a break from it. I'm done for a while and I'll come back and finish up this uh, next expansion next time. I, I do want to say something. I'm throwing mm -hmm. this out here because Ren's a developer. Never know who's listening. I'm gonna yeah. throw an idea. All right, it had to be tested. Don't know if it would work. And I don't. I don't remember if we talked. To, if I mentioned this on the show or if it was on one of the other shows. But mm -hmm. what if a developer released their MMO and they they went the classic where you have your you have an option to do your subscription, but they also want to do a free to play to make sure there's plenty of players. Mm -hmm. So there's a free to play option, but instead of being so cash shop heavy they decided to do commercials built into the game, right? Like, so if you're a free-to-play player, mm. then, I, you, you know, it would depend on the way your game is made, but you'd beat a dungeon. you got to watch a commercial or two. Uh, you die. you got to watch a commercial. Oh, shit. You, know? you see what I'm that's, saying? Like, That's essentially, there are some mobile games that do it that way. That's where the idea came from, exactly. Yeah, and, and if you want to get rid of the commercials, you just pay the five bucks a month or whatever it is that they ask you to pay. It's It's not... It's not a bad idea, but I want—I do want to say this because I—I I have tried Neverwinter online because I love mm -hmm. D and D, and I'm—I'm—I like anything D and D. Can't stand that fucking game. And one of the reasons I can't stand that game, and granted, I've only ever played the free-to-play version of it, is because when you're playing the free-to-play version of it, mm -hmm. there is unremovable bright purple or dark purple—I don't remember anymore—but just purple text that's on your screen telling you that someone opened a loot box oh, yeah. and what they got from the loot box. I remember that. And it does not go away. And it, it just never it, ends. Yeah. It made me it just took me out. It immediately took me out of the game. And it's like there's a part of me that also thinks that a commercial as even though that idea has mm. merit, 
from a yeah. from an immersion standpoint, mm-hmm. you don't want players to not want to play your game. And a commercial is one of those things where people like me are going to see that and be like, "What? <laughs> I can't play this anymore." However, I think the idea has merit because there are a lot of people who don't necessarily want to play or pay to play, and they could get an option to just, okay, I finished the dungeon. It's going to be a 90-second commercial. I'm going to go take a pee break, or I'm going to go to the right. kitchen and, and get a snack and come back. And, you know, and maybe you could give them a little extra if they've watched the whole commercial. I don't know, but the idea has merit. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad idea because obviously mobile games do it a lot and it works. But I was reminded of the Neverwinter uh, purple text, which drove me nuts. Yeah, um, that was annoying. I remember that day. But somebody, mm-hmm. someone in chat was saying yeah. uh, to Razafel, I'd be okay with commercials and games to get rid of stupid cash shop shit, to be honest. That's a good counter to that, is that flip side would be instead of having a cash shop, you have commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is the that is the trade-off, I guess. You do have games that have that too, to where it's like you can earn something. I think I think uh, High Red Studios does this, where it's not this. It's not built that way, but they do have like on Smite and on Paladins, to where it's like you can watch these commercials and earn some sort of like currency that's used to get like cosmetics or whatever. It's completely optional um, to do that. But you know, we were talking about um, ESO and like the, the store and everything. Look, I I love the Elder Scrolls. Okay, I'm always gonna love the Elder Scrolls. Um, I'm, I, you know, if I ever, you know, it seems like sometimes I'm shit talking the Elder Scrolls online, but that's not, that's not it. it. It's coming from a place of passion about loving a story in a world and want, you know, and saying like, as a, as a gamer, like this, this kind of, kind of like dirty is the experience for me. You know, it, it doesn't make it feel as good as it would if you just kind of took some of that stuff away and, you know, to me, I have always believed, and I believe this was World of Warcraft, I believed it with every MMORPG I've ever played, every game that's ever monetized its content or, or you know, shops or whatever. If you just put a price on something straight up and put it up there, if someone wants it bad enough, they'll buy it, and you don't put it behind this roll of the dice BS that we see. That just, to me, makes it really dirty. If you make it to where the things in the game, the best things in the game will be earned through your merit and your hard work, you know, and whatever you have in a cash shop is just supplemental. Now, this is where I shift to Ash as a creation because this is their philosophy to the game, right? Uh, they had a recent live stream. I want to make sure we hit on that at least a little bit. We don't have to hit on it too much because that's the Ashes Pathfinder podcast before. There were a couple of big things that actually came. So today we get done with the show. I go and I do alpha testing and I get to show off like they made some changes to the combat system. They're kind of like changing the whole root motion stuff that they had going on where you were really locked into these you know, especially with weapon swings and it's like forward momentum to every swing. You're um, talking about ashes. Ashes of Christian. So yeah. they're they're changing that. The the combat, yeah, the way that that works right that's now. Brilliant, because yeah. that's actually that's one of the reasons I I I bought. Um, one of the, it's one of the reasons I quit playing the game. Um, mm-hmm. but that Dark Alliance game that came out recently, the Dungeons and Dragons, I bought it because it's Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm like, this is gonna be great. It's Forgotten Realms, everything else. Uh, I hate that combat system Mm. so much that i only played like the first half of the game and it's Mm. been sitting on my ps4 i haven't logged in in like Ah. three weeks because of that telegraphing shit where it's Mm. like as soon as i start a combo my character i have i just and it's like i'm constantly just like shooting myself off the edge of cliffs shooting myself off into the lava like it's just i can't control my character and it's like if i'm not gonna be able to control my character the way i want to control my character 
I'm sorry, this is not the way a combat-heavy action-based if it's an action-based RPG, I should be able to control the actions of my character and all of the different directions and everything else. And if you're locking me into this thing where I, I've started this seven-chain combo and now my character is locked into this this single direction for those seven moves, I just I, uh, I can't yeah. get past it. So get I'm glad to hear that they're moving away from that. I didn't realize it was that bad in uh, Ashes. Well, they... You know, now they it feels knew, they, they probably knew though, right? Like this was it was just they're at that point now where they're actually going to evolve it. I don't think they intended it to be like that at launch. Just yeah. a first iteration right now. There's yeah. a lot of iterations for combat that are planned. And this is like actually if you go back to the Ashes of Creation Apocalypse uh that they had, the uh the BR thing where they were really focusing on action combat there. I mean, you you see a lot of these different elements being utilized in the MMORPG that they pulled from there, like 100%. And in that, people complained about the combat feeling a little floaty, which I didn't really quite understand that uh, sentiment uh, myself. Um, I I did like have fluidity and like issues I argued or whatever about, but they kind of switched over to more like with the action combat weapon swings being more like loot motion, which I do not like. So I'm about to get in there and test it. I'm sure I'm going to have feedback about it. But, it, you know, being able to stand in place, move left to right, kind of do my weapon swings, have more control, to me is a big win. Um, yeah. No matter what the combat system is. Like, if if you're going to have weapon swings, whether I'm talking tab or action, like, I need to have control of the movement of my character at all times. Yes. Um, yep. For me, 100%. Like, you don't have that, it's not a good time for me. It's something that's always yeah. going to feel limiting. And imagine mechanics, right? That's yeah. where it gets real nasty when you're like in in you know high level content and there's heavy mechanics, mm. and then that absolutely will make you break your keyboard in half. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to do the mechanic. Unfortunately, I clicked a move that takes four seconds to do, and therefore, you know, I look like an idiot. You know, um, yeah, that stuff. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. You got it. I was gonna do. do a, I was gonna do a blooper reel, but I just got so frustrated with it i just quit playing but mm. uh, it, I, after so many times of like rocketing myself off a cliff oh, shit. in dark <laughs> alliance i was like i just can't do this anymore it's like so frustrating it's like you're you're trying to let's see you got like six mobs in front of you you do a target lock you kill that one and you go to switch but you've started a combo you know in between that or something by accident or whatever the case may be and instead of doing the target lock you just rocket past the mob and off the edge into the lava and you die. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God, not again. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's just you got to be able to I, I have to be able to control my character. I, I, I agree with that sentiment 100 percent. I need player agency. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I mean, when you think about Ash as a creation, like their rating and dungeon experiences and the way that they have them planned, like they're not going to be add ons in the game. Like, you know, so their goal isn't like they don't want people looking at meters. They want people focused on the mechanics of the, the actual like bosses and, you know, paying attention to those telegraphs. And like when you're thinking about like having to be, you know, a, having to utilize situational awareness like effectively in order to actually aside from your you know damage output and all those other things, if you're going to have that be really important, you need that fluidity in combat. You need that to be able to dodge or to mitigate, move out the way of these telegraphed attacks and things like that. Um, but when I was also talking about the Ashes of Creation situation, their goal, and they showcased this on their live stream, which I thought was really positive. They showed this really pretty sick armor set. 
And they were like, just to reiterate, this is a only earned in game. You cannot get this from the yes. cash shop. And it was like really cool. And people loved it. And it was good because they're showcasing like, yes, we have a cash shop, but we've always told you the best stuff in the game comes from in the game, not the shop. The really prestigious, really hard to earn uh, to create gear. That's in game. You're not getting that from a shop. Right. And so that was like really positive because they showed it. It was like pretty sick, man. It was like really nice. And, um, you know, hopefully we see more of that. Um, and that, you know, to me is kind of kind of to piggyback off of the ESO conversation. But uh, there was one thing they did talk about in the live stream, too, which is expected downtime after this uh, no NDA period comes to an end is expected to be significant for probably a few months or something. There's no actual time frame there. Um, they're talking about there being spot testing to work on some things. But aside from that, you know, uh, there was I was actually playing last week and this is a funny story. There was a hacker. They, they've had some bad actors that have been, you know, playing the game that it, I think there were like some bugs for like producing a lot of gold, um, spamming stuff on the screen. Like they were watching me on that Thursday and Friday and they were legit using it as a platform to showcase things. They were like insta killing me randomly. They were like going, hey, you across the screen. So they were like taking the you know servers down. Um, this wasn't really like a test where they expected to really do a lot of work on, you know, that sort of stuff, but it provided them an opportunity to do so. And um, they ended up taking down, taking the server down, I think a couple days before they planned to actually take it down to do some maintenance and stuff. Um, and they launched today. So it's, it's streamable, showcaseable today. And I'll tell you guys, it is like... There is a massive list of patch notes that I have to go through that I already added to asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Um, and <laughs> people in chat are going to have something to say about that. It's fine, though. That's what I do sometimes for fun um, and also for promotion of, of the stuff. <laughs> but you know, I've been really honest about it. But I've been putting the patch notes up there, and I was like going and putting the new patch notes up there, which I have to review later. And man, it's like the longest set of patch notes they've had for like this whole period of testing. So I'm looking forward to going through that. They look like they made a lot of changes. Obviously the combat's on there. Um, actually looking forward to a little bit of downtime. Gonna be really honest. I'm looking forward to actually getting in and doing, I'm, I'm probably gonna have a day where I go, you know what? I'm gonna just go through and dig through some of the main story quests for Final Fantasy 14 today. Um, I'm gonna jump on and do some chill casual dungeons for like ESO today. I'm going to jump on and I'm going to get my ass handed to me and Gwent today. Although to be fair, I, I'm like 50, 50. I do pretty decent on there with my monster deck um, that I'm very proud of. I made myself very proud of that deck. Nice. It's taken me pretty far. So, so far, but they also had like a patch update of new content and everything too. Um, probably do a little bit of like paladins, some here and there. Um, I just want to enjoy like some gaming again. You know, I got a lot of work done on the HQ all the way up until this period. And I've been dug in through all this period. I've gotten plenty of footage to update the site with. Um, I'm looking forward to a little bit of more chill time, you know, where I go jump on, do four days of streaming. We do the podcast, like catch up on our week. I get to kind of chat a little bit more about just gaming in general, my own gaming experiences in general. I do miss out on doing that a little bit, but kind of got to grab the whole bull by the horns whenever you have the opportunity. So um, while, while you're that. on that subject, yeah. I've got to throw in there that if you want a really chill game and if, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've probably played them before. Um, I, I got to mention it. They, uh, they re-released, I guess, well, they released the, um, uh, 
pixel remasters of Final Fantasy, um, one, two, and three. Really? Um, oh, they're like ten bucks a piece. It's on Steam, um, right? And they, yeah, and you know what? They didn't cheap out on it. I have one complaint on them, yeah. but they didn't cheap out. I thought they would just like take the uh, I forget what they were called. I think it was called Origins on the PlayStation, and they mm-hmm. that was a revamp of the graphics, made it look more like Super Nintendo, and it had cinema scenes. I honestly thought that's what we were going to get. I mean, you know how it is when you're doing a re-release of a game that's really old. They, they just It's not a real re-release most of the time. But no, they did an actual, redid the entire games. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, Final Fantasy II's always been the oddball. Um, it's a weird one, but they, they did one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing those, and that's super chill. You know, because this is way back nintendo original nintendo nes days so like rpgs were way different they had a story yeah. that was more about the world and you know exploring and all that kind of thing and um I, I besides one complaint why they decided to do the text in that kind of cell phone kind of way really just irks me so i can get over it right but it's just like man you guys did a whole remake and it looks really cool and like tons of little animations with little sprites and i think the sprites look really cool everything's awesome but it's like then you get that cell phone text for the for when they're talking if you can get over that and there's already somebody's released a mod fixing it but um you can get over that it's a real they did a really good job I'm, I'm pretty proud of them for those remakes i hope they do four five and six justice because those are some good games yeah man I think there wasn't super long ago too. I remember there being some sort of like what it was like. I don't remember which Final Fantasies it was. Oh, I already know. Yeah, but they released some sort of like it wasn't like a remake, but it, I know they had like some sort of like cinematics they kind of added to it. But then the game oh. itself were, was like original, so I can't remember which ones it was. PlayStation, yeah, on was PlayStation it? they released it would be like two Final Fantasy at a time. One was called Origins, one was called something else, and it was the original Final Fantasy that. games. They just added cinema scenes, and they did fix the graphics on the NES ones, but the Super Nintendo ones were pretty much intact. Right. Um, they did fix some translation things, if I remember correctly. But then, not not so, so long ago, on Steam, they re-released Final Fantasy uh, 4, 5, and 6, um, and that was a horrible port. Everybody hated it because it was literally the cell phone game just slapped on Feels Steam. bad, dude. Um, feels real bad and it had that cell phone type graphics you guys know what i'm talking about yes. where it's just like yeah uh, so ugly i can't stand it I, I hate mobile gaming so like i hate it anytime you should never put a game on pc or a console in my opinion that was taken from a mobile game and leave all that stupid mobile looking buttons and crap i hate it oh gosh i hate it yeah i know what you mean dude um you know what ah <sighs> I've got to like hit on this one too. So we talked about new world and I didn't want to forget about this. Okay. Cause we've got some things to hit on here. And uh, uh, also if there's anyone listening or watching this in the next day, I've been doing, I forgot. I haven't even talked about this. I don't think last time I should have probably mentioned it. If anybody's looking to get into ashes of creation alpha one, um, They've got these adventure pre-order packs that have been up there. They released their new cosmetics. Their cosmetics go from, I believe it was like yesterday, the 4th through uh, the 1st of September. And generally, those packages are all there. Now, on the 13th of August, which is the last day of Alpha 1 testing, they're taking down the adventure pre-order pack. So if you want to get in on Alpha Access, you've got to purchase one of those packs by that point in time, 
or we don't know if we'll get them back up again. With that being said, I've been running a giveaway to where I'm going to fund someone to get into Alpha 1 for Ashes by funding a pre-order pack or upgrading to a pre-order pack or similar to get someone into Alpha 1. So if someone's interested, you just need to hang around my stream. I'm promoting it because I do know there are people that are interested, don't have the money, don't know if they want to pay the cost, right? Whatever the case might be. Um, the only exclusion is you can't already have Alpha 1 access in order to be eligible, right? So just keep that in mind. You can hang out here. It's going to happen sometime in the next week uh, before the servers are down. So people will get that access and that Alpha 1 access is like through Alpha 1 and all the testing phases beyond that. So putting that out there, New World was supposed to launch on August 31st. Servers came down on August 2nd. Um, my community's been dug into it. I'm probably going to have a chapter there for Virtue. And I don't know that I'll play. I'm really on the fence about that. Mostly just, I, I don't know if it's for me just overall. Mm -hmm. um, but they delayed it now to September 28th, I believe, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you all played it, you know, or anything like that, what have your reflections been of it so far? Uh, you just did a video on it about a, a week ago or a few days ago, Nathan. And yeah. I did my video on it the week before. Uh, I think your takeaway was it's not, you know, there has some kernels of things to it, but it's not really for you. I kind of am in the same sense of I like it. And I, I do plan on playing with, with your group Virtue here in New World. I am going to be playing with them a little bit. But I can't see myself playing it more than a couple times a week right. because um, it, has some, it has some stuff I liked in it. I don't care about the PvP stuff at all, right. um, which is what a lot of people want to do. I view it as more of a game of I, I loved how chill the crafting and harvesting was where you could just log in and the game is visually it's beautiful. So to just run around and like harvest and craft and maybe do a quest or two for a couple hours here and there, a couple times a week, totally can see myself playing it that way. Um, and if maybe there's like a scheduled dungeon night, I would like to do some PVE dungeons like once a week, but I can't see myself like I watched people in the beta go even though there's a wipe coming and they went full out yeah and we're like within three days we're already like max level and had their crafting up to like 150 in like two three days and i'm like why first of all which i think we kind of touched on last week too you were saying some people just like to play that way mm -hmm. i don't a b it's a wipe coming after closed beta so why would you do that um supposedly they you know it's all about bug crushing and stuff and they want to have as polished different experience i didn't see any issues for me personally I, it there was a couple of disconnects but honestly i expected that because of how many people were trying to log in and play mm -hmm. uh and compared to even let's take a look at say the progression servers for everquest one everquest two any game that's doing those types of things even though they've been doing this for years now, 20 years, 25, whatever, how many years now, mm. every time they do a new server, it's fucked. Like the first 24 to 48 hours, like you can't even, sometimes the queues are like six hours long and can't even get in. I didn't see any of that with the world. So I'm curious about what are these bugs and things that they need to be crushing. I don't care if they take extra time. I think that's great because I would much rather have a polished experience than a not. But I know a lot yeah. of people are feeling butthurt 
because they did it they did the 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 postponement so close to the launch date yeah. some people had like already taken off of work mm. and like planned vacation around the launch of the game and now they can't take those vacation days back they've already planned to take a vacation that kind of sucks I do understand that. I absolutely understand why you would be pissed off if you took off seven days yeah, and okay. now it's going to come out a month later. But at the same time, it's like it's for the good of the game. So I don't see anything wrong with it personally, but that's just my hot take on it. Yeah. Um, and yes, but I do will say real quick, Meat Hook said something. Um, some people have crapped on the story. I will say that the story is weak. Um, I don't think that that's something they can change in you know, an extra month, I think. So whatever they're working on has nothing to do with the story. But, you know, I think I gave it like an eight or a nine out of, out of a 10 on my review and said, you know, it's fun, bug-free, mm. pretty. I enjoyed it, even though I don't like PvP. I like the fact that I can just turn PvP off and have the experience that I want. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't see it being something that I would main like I do with like Lord of the Rings Online. Yeah, and I got the same impression. Like, it, it's super pretty. Uh, I didn't run into any issues at all. Um, every time I played, I played great frame rates. Um, very, It felt super polished. I mean, uh, the thing is, is, like, they have to, though, right? Like, this is yep. Amazon. This isn't Intrepid or, or, or Visionary Realms. Or, this is freaking Amazon, right? So you can't get away yeah. with being like, well, we did the best we could, right? Like, come on now. Amazon, your service mm -hmm. should be top of flawless. the line everything should be pretty flawless so it's it's interesting because it actually puts them in a really painful situation because they've never done an mmo before right so like but i was impressed with what they what their vision is and it's changed right. quite a few times mm -hmm. but what it is today uh it, that's what i got that's what the game was so and and i think a lot of people are gonna really uh enjoy it i i really do i think it's gonna be successful obviously the turnout for the beta was really high, and you know somewhere roughly almost 100% of those people are going to be back for a launch, and then you got people that are waiting for launch, right? So it's going to be successful. It's going to do good, and I think people are going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, I think you need to like crafting and harvesting to really yeah. enjoy it. If you don't like that, I really don't think this is going to be a cup of tea because that's a huge just chunk of the game. Um, and mm -hmm. you can play it not like PvP, but if you do like PvP, and you like action combat, this could hold you over until Ashes actually fully launches the mod. And also, I want to, I got to tag off of that too, because I was say this is something I, I was commenting on. It's a different type of action combat because if you don't pay attention to block and dodge, you're fucked. Like <laughs> it, it, it is, it is oh, very, that, yeah. yeah, it, it, the combat is very, you have to be paying attention. You can't just, you can kind of get away with spamming abilities up to like level 10 or 11, but by level 15, I just found myself constantly, I was just always suffering downtime. And I was having, I was just going through food mm -hmm. and rations and potions. And, and I was like, what is going on? And then I finally started, <laughs> I finally started blocking and actually taking my time with combat. And I immediately was like, oh, this is how this is supposed to be played. <laughs> Cause then I had to, I, I stopped needing potions and food. Cause it was like, oh, I actually need mm -hmm. to pay attention to blocking this attack. And then doing my repost and okay block this and dodge this and also i like the fact that every mob has a different series of attacks so you're having to learn the encounters every time you go into obviously after you've learned them 
it does make it a little bit easier. But like some mobs would be like they have a single attack and they'll back up and then they might do like a power attack that's three moves, but it might be five and you don't know. So it's like you're at, you're like hunkered down, you know, blocking or whatever. And oh, that was only a three attack. Oh, I can yeah. I can counterattack, but now I wasted too much time blocking. <laughs> and so now he whaps me across the face because I was not. I was off balance. There was quite a bit of enjoyment for me, despite the fact that I'm typically not someone who enjoys um, action felt, combat. It felt really fluid too. Cause yeah. like, be in the middle of attack, realize whoopsie, I need to block. And if you're quick and lightning fast enough to, to hit the block, then it would switch over, stop the animation. It felt really fluid. I really, the combat they've done a lot of work on, obviously poured God knows how many man hours into to get that right. It felt good. It felt really good. I liked it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what, if, if, if they can come up with a good post release strategy for content drips, I think it has a good future ahead of it, you know, with like patches and DLCs, whether or not those are free or, or paid, it doesn't really matter to me, but just as long as they can come out with a lot of content, it's the only takeaway that I had that was a negative, which was, I don't see that being an end game, heavy game. Like, I think people who rush are going to find themselves bored within the first couple of months, because I don't see that there's that much to do at the end, unless you thrive on the settlement versus settlement PVP, where you're just going out with your guild and like taking over other people's settlements. That could provide enough of an end game for some guilds, but I don't know. It'll remain to be seen, but and, it, and there's a good core there. I, I am worried too about Amazon's commitment problems, right? Because in my opinion, they're they have some major Crucible. commitment problems. Yeah, Crucible. Um, uh, it just are they really going to stick this through, right? Like, is Amazon yeah. really going to stick it through, or is this a test right. for them to go on and make a, a another MMO, or or you know, like that just kind of worries me. Um, and the story straight up sucks. And it starts it out interesting, actually. When you first start being like, you first start the game, you're like, oh, it's a cool idea. This yeah. could, this could evolve into something really cool. It does. It never does. It, it doesn't. Oh, it feels it, bad, dude. Yeah, but yeah, you get over it quick because it's like, well, I'm having fun with the combat, and the world's cool, and you know, you're always seeing cool stuff. Mm -hmm. and I love it. I love it when they do it to where you chop down a tree and the tree's gone, right? I don't yes. know why that gives me great satisfaction. <laughs> it also, the sound effects as a tree like rolls uh, down the hill. Is, oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. all the sound effects, I will say, they did a very good job with sound effects. Like the muskets, the mining, like the sound of your pickaxe hitting a rock and that crack of the echo of that and the musket shots. There are some really, but you're not wrong, man. Mm. That cutting down a tree <laughs> is the most satisfying in that game as any other game I've ever played. And, um, and the, the character creator, I've played around it quite a bit, and I got to say, usually in character creators, there's always like these haircuts or these faces or something. You're like, who would ever pick that? I will literally never see anybody, unless they're making a meme character, use these options, right? <laughs> I got to say, I played through all of them, and it was hard to even make a character because there wasn't a crap ton of options, right? Yeah, there's a lot. There, but there's enough, right, to where you can you. There's a lot, but it's it's not like where you're sliding. Overwhelming. It's not overwhelming. Yeah, it's not overwhelming. But I had a hard time because I was like, man, I like the way that one. Ooh, I kind of like the way that. Ooh, I like that. Everything looked good. So yeah, New wow. World has more hope than I thought a few months ago. Damn, man. See, I'm like, see, this is the thing. I'm like, I really need a good story to be feel immersed in. I've got to feel sold I... on the vision and the world and like where it's going. And I don't mm. see that. And that's the thing that just mm. like for me is a big red flag. Not yeah, that. Like it then. Yeah, that doesn't mean the game can't be enjoyable. I mean, there's people out there that 
are opposite of me. They don't give a damn what the story is. Like literally just want a game that functions well, that they can enjoy kicking people's asses in or kicking content's ass. Right. And for them, that might work. You know, for me, if there's not like a story, if I don't feel like there's like a story to this world I'm in and we're going a direction and there's like a purpose, like a purpose to like the story that I'm this path that I'm on, then I don't, really have a whole lot of interest in it and the and, game can and I be wanna, good i want to say too that i got the impression when i was playing it that it wasn't that amazon sucks or didn't make mm. a good story it was that they didn't want it to have it they wanted to just have a background mm. of a story they want and it does give you a feeling of um it being more sandboxy and a lot of things in the game you'll get that sandbox feeling um and it's this weird clash it feels a little awkward to me, but you know, a lot of people don't think so, but it's this weird clash of theme park and sandbox. And it's like, it just felt awkward to me personally. Uh, mm. But yeah, I, that's what I got from the stories. It's like Amazon purposefully just made that a very background, like mm. the lore is there, but we're not telling you what the story is. We'll let you just go out and make your own. It, it felt Kinda, a little bit of that. Yeah. And there was also, mm. I had a hard time with the generic nature of um, the Destiny at the very beginning of Destiny, Destiny 2. But when Destiny first came out, it was light versus dark. And that was literally so generic to me that I, as much as I loved everything that, that Bungie has done and I love the Halo series and everything else, I, I didn't want to even waste my time with Destiny at the beginning because I just looked at that and went, that is the lamest shit I've ever heard. I'm just, I'm, I'm immediately disinterested because you haven't given me anything concrete to sink my teeth in. You're just like, it's light versus dark. Yay. <laughs> uh, come on. At least give me something cool. Like, you know, I, I, I'm a little worried. Words. I'm a little worried. So I have to say this because I know you're about to start the final phase 14 journey. It may appear at first <laughs> that that's uh, what's happening, true. but trust me, it's not, it's going to screw your world up. It's not. It gets, it gets so complicated that you actually sit down and you're like, wow, that's really screwed up, actually. Like, it, it's good. It, it may seem like it, but it gets it gets pretty complex. I, I do want to say, too, in chat, I was reading, because Meat Hooks has been mentioning this, too, and, and much love to everybody for sharing their different, like, perspectives on this, too, because that's what makes, like, these conversations really important and really good, you know, is that, like, no, no one person is really right on whether it's good or it's bad, because a lot of it's it's open to a person's preference, right? Um, and I think that for me is the thing I didn't see it, it to me, if you, if I don't see like, there's like a story or like something that sells me now, I've got a really good, um, example here too. If I don't feel like there's like a story, like, I don't, I don't know that I'd want to invest in it. Now I'm seeing something for me. It's about like this, like story and stuff. And people are talking about these pages that can be found. And I thought pages yeah. and I thought, you know, what other game has pages, Yes, that has a really good story that you never even know exists unless you actually like find out about it. It's Ark. Ark mm. is a survival never, game. Never even played that. Yeah. And and there's like these chests. So you go in and you're just literally like jump in there. There's like dinos. You're like, it's a dinosaur game. No, not really. Actually, it's a sci-fi future kind of game talking about, you know, what happens to like humans and all this stuff. And and these arcs are actually, you know, these like anyway, I'm not gonna spoil it. If you play the game, though, you come across like these like chests and stuff in the world on the especially on the official maps as official story. 
and you'll read through and you start to gain information about these characters. Eventually you actually go to fight some of these characters you're reading about, right? Uh, as in bosses, like I think extinction, uh, not extinction, sorry. Um, oh, the lost the one with, was it, no, it was not extinction. It was the one with the, um, uh, the, the caves and stuff. Oh my gosh. It's killing me. Ab aberration, right? I think, yeah. Aberration. That was the one. Um, maybe I'm saying it wrong, but that's the one that has like, uh, what's his name at the end of it to go and you actually fight and stuff. And you're like, Oh my God, this is like the person from all these like little pages I've read. So like, it's cool. But like, I, part of the reason I never actually tried to arc for a long time. I was like, it's a dino. It's a dino survival game and that's it. And I jumped in the very beginning and it looked pretty crappy. Well, it got better. Yeah. It got a lot better and they cleaned it up and I never knew that that even existed. Right. So I never gave it a chance. And part of me that's on the fence with new world wonders <clears throat> because of what some people in the community have been telling me is if maybe that's kind of, I've got like a similar thing going on there to where like, I'm not really seeing a, a story. I'm not really super interested. I don't see this vision. It just seems very open-ended. You jump in here, you just kind of do this stuff, you know? And is there like a story that's potentially there that could be interesting that I'm just missing out on because I don't even know it exists, but I'm not willing. It's like this circular thing, right? Which, do I do I not join it because there's not a story, but there's a story, but you don't know how to get in, but do you join it because you don't want to get in? You don't know if you're gonna like the story, and then you go in the circle, and that's where I'm at right now with it. <laughs> where I've been with yeah. other games before too, and I see Renville smiling like you might actually resonate somehow a little bit or something. Yeah, it, it's just the chain. Is there is there not enough? Can do I do I yes. not? I feel that way. <laughs> 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 it's like what do i do well f this i'm not jumping in i don't know where i stand on it i'm just gonna wait and see what happens um let's talk about a few things real quick here we've got some stuff to talk about so we talked last week about blizzard we're gonna save that for last maybe and we'll talk about a couple other things that have been newsworthy right never grind online mm. i saw an article and I don't know if maybe this is one of the ones that Renfell shared or not, or maybe it's Scribbles. I got a few things this week and I can't remember. It's going to be Scribbles because he, sh okay. he shared that with me. Okay, cool. Too. Scribbles. Okay, cool. Over at Defend the Night, MMORPG Development. Never Grind Online is an upcoming cooperative multiplayer title dressed up in classic RPG style. Now, this one, I go and I look at it. I think I shared it. Yeah, right there in chat. There's like some videos there. Uh, Never Grind Online closed alpha. Um, there's someone saying message me for keys or whatever. And I'm like, the same thing seems to have like, it does seem to have that old school experience vibe to it. Um, I just, you know, I'm looking over it and I'm going, hmm. Yeah, I want to I want to say something about this. I I'm a huge fan of the developer, right? He's been working on this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, this this started just it's just purely passion, right? Like he just wanted to do this and he thought it'd be fun. He is having a lot of fun developing it, making it. Um, but what what this is realistically is it's it's like a it's like a tongue in cheek kind of fun humor for anybody that liked old school MMOs. Um, it's really cool. It's a great idea and um it's for anybody that ever played EverQuest back in the day, you're just going to have a blast because it's literally just uh, tickling your nostalgia a little bit. Um, you know, what was that? We said tickling oh, your nostalgia. God, here balls. we go. Nostalgia. Uh, so, and full circle. <laughs> and, Welcome back, and, friends. 
and and the developer <laughs> <laughs> the developer um is a huge uh, he used to be anyway he was a huge content creator for uh -huh. everquest as a matter of fact wow. to this very day if you want to play on the emulation server uh, which is closest to the original eq you can play uh, p99 mm -hmm. if you search google search for something to the effect of how do i download and play eq99 you're probably going to find this video joe mm -hmm. leonard and he has the whole like just click here and it has everything you need right i, I made uh, i've got it ready for you in this download package um but anyway he's a, he's a, he's a great guy uh he's got some uh people a lot of people don't understand his humor it's uh <sighs> he has a very dry uh you know it says crazy things but it is humor you know it's maybe a little hard for some people to understand uh, such as the people uh, from that article but uh who cares right like who cares what developer's opinion is on other matters he's making a cool yeah. cool fun game and i and I, i'm pretty interested in it try to judge the game on the game you know for me at least i'm gonna enjoy it there's another one and this one uh i got a clarification before we started because i almost presented as mmorpg which it's not but this one is something called wayward realms a grand RPG. This is coming from a former Elder Scrolls dev. Now, I didn't get to read through all of this fully. I did watch the teaser. Um, I don't know, man. They, have you guys checked it out? I know they got a Steam page. I think I might have went and wishlisted it. Um, uh, I, I sent the article to you yeah. the other day from PC Gamer. Um, right. They make a, There's some things in the wording of the PC Gamer article that make me slightly nervous because any game that claims it's going to be the biggest right. RPG ever immediately instills mm -hmm. rolling of the eyes. In me. Um, <laughs> but these guys do have they they were lead developers on some very very iconic um, RPGs in the past. So I would say, at the very least, we could expect to see a meaty RPG that you can sink your teeth into. So I kind of look at this and I ignore all the hyped-up language yeah. around it and say, I, I think at the very least they're creating something that sounds to me like it's going to be a very fun and interesting RPG to play. And that, for me, is enough to be interested. Uh, not all the marketing hype that goes around it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued. And um... I don't think we... We we never can have enough, in my opinion, of these kind of open world D and D esque uh, kind of yep. games. Uh, we'll never have enough of them. Same. So like, and that's an, a very. It seems like that we'd have this overwhelming selection by now after the success of Skyrim. Uh, we really kind of don't. No, there's really not a lot like that. So I'm excited about it. Um, and like like Rimpel said, these are some really um OGs of this uh, kind of genre so uh, I'm I'm pretty excited I I think this could be something now I wonder I can't help but wonder how far along are they right. is it even worth even thinking about right is this so far off that we should just not even think about it yet yeah because I, mean, I I kind of feel that way about most games these days so like until it's Same. until I see that you actually have you know a, a launch date yeah that it's not like two years from now but it's like six months down the pipeline if you've got a launch date that's within six months, I'll take you seriously. If you don't have a launch date or it's more than six months away, fuck off. Come back when you have something that's more concrete. Yeah. It's, I have no faith left in any, whether it's an indie company or a AAA company. It's hard to. Nope. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't really matter hard way, to. Yeah. 
FYI, I just pulled the plug while we were talking, and I bought the starter edition. Hey. Of Fourteen oh, for the PS4, which gives now. me oh, it gives me the base game. It gives me Realm Reborn and Heaven's Ward. It sounds like you get all of that. You can get up to sixty, Probably. and I guess you don't start paying for a monthly subscription until you've gotten through that, and yeah. then I don't know yet. So, but yeah, at the very right. least, it was twenty bucks. So I was like, I'm in, and well, I'll get through that and see where I'm at. And as long as I'm still having fun, then I'll yes. feel compelled to drop 40 bucks. on the, the I'm just going to say, expansion. I'm just going to put this out there for you until you're around level 16 or so. And this is what I've learned through my fiance, having done some of this recently uh, until you get past that, like little a- area where you're like, Oh, you're learning about your primary job, which is your class. You're learning about like, you know, we're, we're kind of having you jump, run around and stuff and do this and do that. And you're kind of bouncing around and d- looking at different things. Until you go to like the major and you know get shipped out of your little cutout area that bowl you're in, it's not until after that, until you get further along, until you start to meet people and you start to get more of that voice acting element being introduced. Until you get there, you're really not actually hitting a whole lot of anything, in my opinion. You're just kind of running in circles a little bit. But after that's when it starts to get good. And when you start to learn about like some of the primary antagonists and protagonists and stuff like that. Once that introduces, then you're actually starting to get a bit of a vision of it. But yeah, they, initially, like that part's going to be like, meh, 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 meh. just go with it for a little bit. It, it starts and to I get wanna, good there. I want to say, too, that when you get to the end of Realm Reborn, yes, that series of patches yeah. lead up to an awesome expansion. Yeah. And they make, in my opinion, because they really condensed Heaven's uh, uh, Realm Reborn quite a bit. Yeah, uh, it's not too too bad. But dude, right. those patches in between. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> every game has those moments. You're like, I'm not going to replay it because of that stripes. Like, Just I stripes. Will not do it. Yeah. That's all I gotta Woo! say is they're Woo! stripes. Hundred percent, they're stripes. In my opinion, they're good. yeah. Just get you some you know, good food and a beer or <laughs> seven or 12 and just, you know, get through it. Just yeah. Because because the reward is worth it. It is After there. That, that, you're yes. done. You're going to be sliding yes. cool stories and stuff. Yes. So. Absolutely agree. It's rough though, man. Fucking oh stripes, God, man. It's stripes. I don't know. I, I, so it's so bad that if somebody, if if Square Enix called me right after the show and said, "Hey, we'll pay you to do those patches over and over no. every day. We'll pay you ten thousand oh, dollars no. a week to just do that over nope. and over on stream," I'd be like, "No, no, I would rather keep my day job, and I'd rather, I'd rather lose my house than have to do that." Hold on, day, right? They it's said, "What if they said the Nathan Napalm will offer you ten thousand dollars to do this for three months?" No, I couldn't do it. Dude. I, I, <laughs> do it either. Look, look, do a man, it. a man can only take so much torture. No. I, three months is a long time, man. It's a long. I'd be sitting there like, man, you know all the cool stuff yeah. I'm doing right now, and I'm stuck doing this. <laughs> you know what you're asking me to do every day for three months this is how people like just don't make it through life. Yeah, right, right. Right. You'd be scarred. You'd be scarred. You wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't come out the other side the same. Let me no, absolutely not. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna link this in chat, man. We're gonna move on to some Blizzard stuff. So, I guess first of all, there have been some changes. Now, before we started the show today, this is where we're ending on. We try to, I try to end on a good, good note. But I'm sure we'll find a good note to end on with this bullshit that we're about to talk about. How can we avoid it? It's there. We talk about stuff related to gaming. Game development, gaming culture. This hits all the things, man. This hits all the things. It's a big deal for a lot of people right now for good reason. 
Nathan's already like, mm, I gotta <laughs> say some shit. I feel like he's oh, gotta yeah. say some shit. The main takeaway, though, is that the president, Jalen Brackwright, he has moved on. We'll talk about some of those circumstances here shortly. Um, they got two new leaders. It's like a pair of them now, I guess, are leading the company. That's happening. There was an investor's call. I mean, look, we're just piggybacking off of some stuff and things from last time. Um, we did talk about how Intrepid Studios, you know, Stephen Sharif had like parked a truck out there the day they did the walkout and they were doing their thing, you know, provided some grub for them. They didn't go post on socials. I view it positively. Um, but I guess in no particular order, I mean, maybe we can have Nathan jump in and go give us your your thoughts, your feedback, and then we'll kind of piggyback off that with some of the stuff that's happened recently. Yeah, so here's the deal to me. We're talking about a, a multi-billion dollar company here, right? We're talking about, should be pretty prestigious, right? Mm. Uh, you know, um, and also we're talking about the company that has realistically set the pace for MMOs for the past, you know, 15 years, right? Um, mm. For better or worse, they have. They kind of set the pace for MMOs. Um, and uh, I First of all, I have to say that it's in, the timing is interesting to me, mm -hmm. right? Because you had the streamers exodus thing happening, which I made a video on that and how mm. painful that really is to uh, Blizzard Mortal Warcraft. Yeah. And then, dude, it wasn't long ago, a couple of weeks later, and then all this right. stuff starts coming out. It really, my whole, my brain started going into like, did the streamers know, like there was some kind of hint and they were like, let's get out of here before, you know, the shit hits a fan or did the leaks start happening because they realized how crappy Blizzard is when when their profits begin to dip, that they were going to fire a bunch of people like they've done every time. They fired the customer service department, et cetera. So, so then it was just mm -hmm. more likely that people would leak during that time. But regardless of that, <laughs> the, the Cosby room, dude. Oh. Uh, God, unbelievable dude. right like hurts i don't care if you knew or you didn't know um the way it was used in context of the leaked information yes. makes me feel like they knew what that meant and they were just being mm -hmm. as awful of a humans as they could possibly be and you know we've all been around um unfortunately probably people that behave that way yeah um tried to avoid them most of us probably etc but not at work. I have never been at a workplace where there was just such horrible uh, behavior happening. I mean, that's just insanity. And if it was a small company, you know, and they feel like, cause a lot of times small companies do some shady things that an HR department would mm -hmm. lose their mind over. Right. And they don't even have an HR department often. Yeah. They usually don't have one or they like subcontract a little HR department that really is a payroll. Right. But we're talking about blizzard that had a full HR department that there's no way they didn't know that these things were happening. And now we know for a fact, they knew this stuff was happening. And FYI, and then, the uh, the global head of HR also resigned a few yes. days ago. I linked yeah. that yeah. too. Which I would, for sure, that person should resign. I mean, that person's <laughs> more responsible. Yeah. Just okay, that's not fair. The people who did the things are the most responsible, but the HR department, in a way, should have. They could have rectified it. They could have, you know, got rid of that behavior, etc. And I've seen presidents get fired for HR reasons. We all have. Uh, I mean, it, it just is what it is, and. 
what hurts the most, I think, is that, to me, is that I always kind of glorified the old blizzard, right? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, well, the old blizzard was great. Oh, mm. now we know that blizzard's just awful, dude. Um, they they squeaked out some good games, et cetera, and I'll never take that away from them. They have squeaked out some good games. But there was no good old blizzard. Like, and that hurts. That hurts to 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 have to but say yeah. that. Like it, you know, because at least we always had that up until now. Like there was a there was a good old day. Nope. No, there wasn't. The uh, the takeaway that I have from it too is um, greed. You know, money and power go hand in hand, and and those could be an addictive ambrosia. You know, where some people just can't handle it. I kind of I think we briefly talked about this last week um, in terms of it was like it's like that rock star mentality. If you've ever heard like Def Leppard or any of these guys talk about the shows from the '80s before. There were cell phones and and people recording things. It was cocaine and and hookers backstage all night, every night, and that's how these guys lived. You know, all of these rock stars and everything else. And it sounds to me like that's exactly what was going on at Blizzard, is that at least a portion of upper management and people at the top were just riding that rock star level of success, where they're being adored by millions of people around the world. They're being given obnoxious sums of money to make a game that is the number one game, the number one company, the number one everything. And you begin to get to the point where you feel like you're invincible. And that leads to things that, you know, I, I, I honestly, um, if you haven't watched the video that's made the rounds now, the girl who was in the audience uh, 10 years ago or whatever it was who asked, I mean, they did an interview with her a couple of days ago where, you oh. know, doesn't use a real name or anything. Yeah, they came, they found her, they tracked her down and they did an interview with her this past week and talked to her about all this. And, and what's really interesting is, is her takeaway after all these years now of being thrust back into the spotlight and saying, how funny is it that this conversation that we were trying to have back then we couldn't have because the bro culture was so strong that we were just, we women were just laughed at. Like the, the fact, if you've ever, if you haven't Man. watched the video yet, you should, because it is I need to cringe. See it's see cringe at the ultimate level. Cause she literally is asking them, why do all of the female characters have to look like they've stepped out of a Victoria's secret model? And the guys on stage, which is all guys, by the way, they're all like, <laughs> well, what catalog would you like them to step out of? And it's like, Holy shit. What? Like, the, the and that's the creative director the guy who is mentioned in the lawsuit um oh. that was his response but but even though you don't have necessarily the same response from everybody at that table they all chuckled and they all laughed and they all found that to be an amusing and appropriate they didn't think they didn't find that to be an inappropriate response to this woman from the crowd because in their mind they're they're, they're above it Man. they are this we are gods amongst you bare mortals shut up it, it's it's the you think you want it but you don't really want it oh, it's that yeah. we know better than you do because we're the rock stars you're just mere mortals shut up and pay you know pay your subscription um it's unfortunate but I think it just goes to show you that that it's really hard to have money and power and not have it corrupt you. Um, even if it's not everyone that was bad, um, right. there's this whole thing too of guilt by association where even if you 
didn't necessarily hands-on have knowledge of it, if you were anywhere in the leadership chain, you bear responsibility because regardless of whether or not, you know, it got reported up enough times or whether or not someone actually took action or was just a slap on the wrist, people in charge, that's why you're getting paid that money is because you are accepting responsibility for everybody beneath you. And that's what's going to be interesting about the fallout from this lawsuit is how many people get dragged into this. Because if you've watched the news since the lawsuit, you know, we've had more than 3,000 people sign the the petition. We've had the walkout. We've had more than 60 other people come forward with stories of things that happened to them. We've seen um, the absolute tone-deaf response from Kotick of hiring this this union breaking firm. And now the companies, as of, I think it was this morning, yesterday morning, I was reading that, that they're telling the company, no, we reject your response, Mr. Kodak. We reject, we reject the hiring of that law firm. We do not accept it because that's not an independent third party. And it's a union busting law firm. Like it's right on their website. That's the, that's what they do. They break unions up. So it's like, and I'm not, I'm not saying for or against unions at this point. I'm just saying, they haven't I haven't seen Blizzard do anything yet to indicate that they actually are taking this seriously. Other than we've had the president of the company leave and we've had the the global HR people leave. Do you think they left willingly? Fuck no, they didn't. The only reason they're leaving is because that gets the company out of being responsible for those individuals as they get sucked into the lawsuit. So they were probably given a nice severance package and said, unfortunately, you're gonna have to just because they can't fire them. Because if they fire them, they're automatically accepting guilt. So these people have to willingly leave the company to avoid there being repercussions in the lawsuit. So you know they're paid off. You know they were given a big severance package. They've been at the company for 18, 20 years. They're not just going to quit the company and not get some sort of a, a kickback for all the time they've put in. So it's it's fucked up. It is. It's the rich. It's the rich getting richer. And But I do like, and I was talking about this part before the show, I, Asmongold had a nice clip whether you like him or not he talked about how world warcraft is such a huge cash cow for activision blizzard this isn't going to ruin the company activision blizzard will they would that game brings in so many hundreds of millions of dollars per year they would fire his words not mine they would fire everybody down to the janitors and rebuild the entire company from scratch because no matter what you do to World of Warcraft, it's not going to go away. It no. might take a hit. Right. It might take a hit, but it won't go away. And if you just rebuild, you know, and maybe that's what they will do. But so far, I haven't seen anything from leadership. The investor call was the one that, that made me sick to my stomach because it was – yeah, we're taking this really seriously and 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 we promise you that profits, you know, profits might be impacted a little bit by what's going on, but Call of Duty's doing really good and we're up 25% and all this other stuff and even though we might suffer a little bit because of what's going on with Blizzard, we'll turn this around and we will have a profitable uh, fourth quarter this year. It's all about profit. Like the whole investor call, all they did was pay lip service to the to the what's going on. And even though they didn't have the same tone deaf, hey, it's not real, it was still, yeah. yes, it's happening, but don't worry, everybody. We're still a profitable company. 
and we're going to manage this in a way that remain that helps us remain profitable. So don't worry, investors. But that's also because they're getting sued by investors as well uh, for SEC uh, violations, for security fraud violations. They've got multiple oh, lawsuits man. going on now, not just the California lawsuit. There's Jeez. an SEC violations lawsuit. There's it's whole bunches of shit storms coming. Man. Yeah, I think that's the thing we were talking about before the show today. When you were talking Who about the investor you, call. What company would you rather step in and take control of right now? Blizzard or whatever that company's called that does Chronicles of Illyria? If you oh. had to pick one, Ooh. which one um, would you rather step in? I... Uh, I would I'd, I would say Blizzard uh, Bliz- personally. Blizzard would be an easy fix for me because it's literally yeah. it would be I would go in and I would fire one hundred percent of the executive staff. Like you're all gone. Yeah. Everybody's gone. Everybody who's got seniority at the company who got promoted because of seniority, you're gone. And we look for the brightest, the most talented, the people who uh, actually care about the game and actually play the game. This is the important thing. They actually need to play their own game. And yeah. give a shit about their own game, and yeah. and people who just really understand gaming, and and that's not going to be executives. That's going to be gamers, designers, and developers. It's not going to be the funniest shit to me is the the woman who just deleted her Twitter account who made the response last week about how leaders. Yeah, she got hired in yeah. March. She's one of the ex White House people who was part of the waterboarding. You know, waterboarding's good. Torture's good under the Bush administration. Um, and they brought her on board, and and she just deleted her Twitter account because of how volatile everyone's reacting to her. That woman, she's not a gamer. Why the fuck is she on staff yeah. for a game right. company if she's not? Where's her gaming background? She has Nothing, a legislation man. background. She has a political background. That doesn't make her qualified to work in a, a game company wait a minute though in this situation it does uh because she can bring in these people who are leaking this information and oh. she can extract the information <laughs> there needed out of them. Got of my nose right now hang on <laughs> <laughs> she can play to the very limits of the law to oh. stop this to put there a stop is. <laughs> you can tell even Nathan had this like slight smile to his face before he even started. I was like, he's about to say some shit right here, dude. It's just, man, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. The, the decisions, it's like who has. It seems like it's more about like who has the power to solve our problem, not you know what I mean. Because look at it, like we put this person in charge, right? Power to solve our problem, politics, like. Who do we put in the position to help with the legal case? People that break up, you know, unions, right? Like people to solve our problem, the power and the know how to solve our problem, not to remedy the situation and look out for the people that have been wronged. That's the problem. They're not interested. They're not interested in that. They're interested in profits for the investors because that's all they care about at this point, which which to me says that there's there's not going to be change until you oust the current leadership and get people in place who do care about people who do care about games and who care about what blizzard was initially all about which you know and i'm talking pre-world of warcraft it was a company that was founded on making really good games and they were community oriented and, and i'm talking back when there was 30 you know 30 40 people yeah um because once warcraft hit it it changed the company you know it it can it evolved you know from a a small 
studio of a few dozen people to now we have hundreds and then thousands of people. I mean, back in the day, they started out working out of a freaking garage, dude. Right. You know, I mean, this is a story that like I was like, man, I'm like kind of proud to be a part of this. Like, you know, this franchise like Blizzard and all that, you know, and then you see this stuff and it just really just makes it dirty, man. You know, and you know, Nathan, you were like, why Blizzard over like Chronicles of Illyria? Because and this isn't to, to joke. This is my true belief, because Blizzard has a future. Chronicles of Illyria doesn't in my mind. Chronicles yeah. of Illyria, I don't believe. Again, these are my opinions. I'm not stating any facts or evidence or predicting the future because I can't do that. I'm just saying when I look at the two situations, I'm looking at a place that's got over is pushing two decades for a one game alone. It's pushing almost two decades, not including the the, the games, the other games or the games before this one even started. We're not talking about Warcraft one, two and three. We're not talking about Overwatch. We're not talking about Heroes of the Storm. We're not talking about, you know, Diablo, Diablo Starcraft, yeah. Starcraft or any of those games all, that are all successful franchises. We're not talking about any of them. We're talking about World of Warcraft, almost 20 years and a thriving community that loves the universe, that loves the game, that loves the nostalgia and the memories. It has a very solid future, no matter what anybody says. It just does. And it's proven it for almost 20 years plus. So why Blizzard? Because not because of the, you know, not just because of the company, not just because of like what it's going to produce because of the community that has been there. Right. Because the community, in my opinion, deserves a company and a game that is going to, you know, be worthy of their dedication to it. I do believe they were there once. I don't believe they're there now. I don't believe they've been there for years in my opinion, but because this is one game or whatever community that does, in my opinion, deserve a future. I don't believe Chronicles of Valeria deserves a future. I don't believe anything built on a bunch of bullshit that I believe is complete lies deserves to have a future. That doesn't mean I don't believe the people who have been exploited to build this facade of a future don't deserve, you know, to be looked out for and covered. I don't, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I don't believe that that studio, that game deserves a future. Do the people that supported it deserve one, like a future in a game that does right by them? Absolutely. But I don't think Jeremy Walsh, Caspian, Dweedle, whatever you want to call that guy and his like fake group of like, you know, developers, like, and I say fake group of developers, not because there weren't developers working there, because what you're developing is fake. And you, you have, I don't believe anything different. And when you can prove to me otherwise, I will revisit this conversation and happily go back and say I was wrong, but I don't believe there's a reality where that's going to happen in this world. So, you know, so Blizzard, yeah, there are so many people, man. And it is sad to see the people that stopped covering it, playing the game, because I imagine they've got to be disappointed as fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this is this has also been an interesting time for me as a consumer of content because I haven't paid attention to mm-hmm. like I, I've been a made I've been made aware of a lot of content creators now who I previously didn't have any clue who they were because I didn't follow Warcraft that much. But like I've been watching Asmongold cover things and then that's led me to him covering other people who mm-hmm. are like and it's I watched one I don't know who it was, but he was I think it was a British guy was talking about how like he was able to quit his day job 
and and make full-time content around World of Warcraft yeah. classic because of his videos going viral and like that enabled him to finally pursue his dream of being a full-time content creator all because of World of Warcraft classic. Mm -hmm. And now he's actually so devastated by what's going on with World of War with Blizzard that he's he's no longer going to cover World of Warcraft and he's going to cover other games. And it was a very emotional video because it was Here's this guy who, you know, obviously in the grand scheme of things, he hasn't devoted so much time to mm -hmm. content creation around World of Warcraft Classic because it's only been out for, what, a couple of years now? But at the same time, to have the thing that you are most passionate about suddenly be tainted yeah. to the point where you no longer want to cover it because it makes you sick inside, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's like the most moving example I can give of right. how this has affected so many people. Because I'm not on the inside because I, I wasn't that passionate about World of Warcraft, even though I have enjoyed it from time to time. Um, I was saying earlier before the show is like, I think I would feel that way if something like had come out about George Lucas right. during his heyday of being like the head mm -hmm. of, of Lucasfilm. And if you found out that George Lucas was a child molester while, you know, while making all of these movies for kids like that would it, it would have impacted me, I think, at the same level that I'm seeing a lot of these World of Warcraft people who have been impacted. I mean, you've got people who met their wives and husbands and got married and had the kids, and now their kids are playing Warcraft with them. And then now all of a sudden, that whole history is like cringy. And yeah. for some people, it's so bad that they don't even want to pursue it anymore. Not for right. everybody, but like you said, there's still a huge community around mm -hmm. that game. And if it could be cleaned up, then they're more than happy to come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel, I feel really bad for the consumers, right? Because uh, it's kind of like this. So if you've been playing it and enjoying it, and that's your game, you really like it. Um, it's kind of like running around with uh, uh, pants or some underwear you you pooped in, right? Like, yeah, you can ignore it and just keep running around doing your thing, but you know there's shit literally on your uh, running down your thighs, right? And on the reverse spectrum, <laughs> on the reverse spectrum, if you're a new player and you're like, I want to play World of Warcraft. You have to put on those poopy pants. Like <laughs> yeah. there's already poop in it. You have to put them on. Like that's gonna not be, you know, that's not, not a good time. It's not gonna be uh yeah. not, <laughs> gonna not gonna be, be fun friendly for, for me anyway. For me anyway. Yeah, like imagine imagine if somebody was like, Yeah, you uh <laughs> free resort stay at Disney World for a month. All Man. food paid, everything paid. Just put on these poopy pants. You might be like, I don't think I can enjoy my stay if I'm wearing those poopy pants, <laughs> right? Like so it's it's pretty rough. It's pretty bad. It is, man. It is, you know, and I, I I'm looking at I'm looking at the future right now and I I'm I'm more disappointed than anything, man. You know, I rant about this stuff not because like of anger, you know. It's just like you're I love the Warcraft universe, man. I've got Arthas back there, Illidan Stormrage back there, you know, behind me on that damn shelf where I got these like figures of characters that I've like, I've loved watching the story unfold with or like just love things about it. Like it, and granted, I know world of Warcraft. I know the Warcraft universe is like, you know, imitates a lot of other things from some other lore in other stories that have existed. I mean, I know that. Right. But it's still, it still was a damn good time. I mean, I'm all like screaming for the light all the time because of being a paladin in that game for so long, you know? And it, it is my, some of my favorite experiences are world of Warcraft experiences, you know? So for the sake of the game and the community, 
I genuinely hope this these tone deaf responses that we've unfortunately continued to get from, um, you know, the Activision Blizzard side. I genuinely hope that some of that changes. I need to go check out that uh, interview Renfell that you talked about. I need to go look at that. Um, I need to hear the investor call for myself. I think um, and definitely investor we'll be... call is one of the shadiest things I've listened to in a long time. It just it's so cringy because of it's all about profit. They it's it they just pay a little bit of lip service to right. what's going on and they only mention it they only mention the lawsuits and everything in the scope of mm. yeah it's happening it's gonna impact profits don't worry we've got new leadership they're gonna be riding that ship and we're gonna start doing inclusive stuff and we're gonna have more women and rah 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 we're gonna yeah. be an inclusive company but look at how much money. Call of Duty's making, yeah. Like just, just because you put a woman in the position doesn't solve the problem, man. It's, it's got to be authentic. You know, what I mean, would, would a woman being in that position potentially be good? Yeah, if that's the right person for the job. It's the right person doesn't matter. But yeah, it, it needs to be the right person for the job. You know, that's going to look out for the community, do right by the community and the employees who have been wronged, and and maintain, you know, like an outlook of their welfare moving forward. Like that's what actually matters, man. It does matter. And I, on a side, somewhat of a side note, my day job, um, Mm -hmm. I work for a women, a women founded women led company. I am the one, I am literally the only male on staff (laughs) for that company. And um, I'm in a very good place because of that. Cause I'm very good friends with these people. Um, And, and I, and I love the work that they're doing and, and, Part of what we've been doing recently, you know, bringing on speakers and getting presenters and all these things that are going on, the focus is on making sure that we are finding the right people, but we also have a focus of making sure that we're representing the, it's not necessarily that we're we're focused on only finding women or people of color or et cetera. It's making sure that we're looking for those people first and if we can find people that are qualified that fit this then those are probably going to be the right people as opposed to defaulting to what has traditionally been the number one thing to do which is you just go for the number one resume regardless of who it is and that in some industries tends to be male dominated because industries for so long were so male dominated it is a tricker it's a tricky thing to do but inclusivity has to be about more than just having a token yes. woman in a position of power. It needs to be about the right person. Yeah. It, sure, if she's a woman, great. But also someone who's passionate about what she's doing oh, and yeah. there for the right reasons. Not just so that you can wave your flag and say, look, we've got a lesbian on staff. It's like, ah, like you have to have. Like that shouldn't be your reason, homies. Like that yeah, should not be your reason. And that's not that's not even fair to the person you put in that no, position either. Like you, you always you gotta look at it like that. You're setting somebody up for failure or to make a you know, to make themselves look silly. And that's that's one of the meanest things you can do, in my opinion. I Set somebody so, yeah. up in a situation so they're destined to fail yeah. or or, or they good. have to work five thousand times harder because they don't have the experience or they don't have the passion. They don't you know, it's just you know, that's business one oh one is like, you know, don't let people fail, you know, that's, uh, yeah. if, you're, if you're in a position to help people or, or, or promote them or what have you, you yeah. can't set them up for failure. Yeah. It's like in chat, like right now saying it's a human problem. I'm like a hundred percent. That's exactly what it's about. It's about the human condition, the human problem. And like, 
Yeah. And humans aren't perfect, man. You know, and you can't expect anybody to be perfect, but you know, this comes back down to them doing right by the people there. Like it feels like, (laughs) so here's the deal. We got another show next week, right? Next Thursday, we're going to be digging back in. I'm sure there just seems to be a lot going on with gaming lately and a lot of different, like different domains. And so we've definitely got a lot to chat about. Um, but gentlemen, we're going to wrap this one up for the day, for the evening, rather. Why don't you shout out your domains, let people know where you're at uh, when you're not on the show and how they can find you. Uh, I won't be bashful, I guess. Um, the two places that are most important to find me are going to be patreon.com forward slash friend fail, youtube.com forward slash friend fail. Especially right now, if you like tabletop, like I said, we just did our first um it's kind of like an alpha we're testing the setting we're testing the new rule set and everything else but we did our first test last night with our uh six players over on youtube and if you want to join what we're doing we are adventure game point click adventure game tabletop game and publishing serialized chapters in that over on patreon so go over there and find out all the things that you lacks and nathan yeah, you can find me on YouTube, the Nathan Napalm. Um, please come check it out, subscribe because coming this month is my big yeah. epic. And it is and epic. Hundreds of videos. Yeah, it's uh, cool. Choose your own adventure. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's based off the D and D campaign, Lost Minds of Pandelver, and I have included uh, so much content in there. I mean, it's pretty wild, and there's nothing on YouTube even close to what I'm doing. This is uh, this is revolutionary, and I think, um, I think it's going to be a big deal as long as I get eyes on it uh, and, 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 and that uh, I don't get shut down uh, for doing it. Nah. As long as those two things, this is going to be big, and um, it's it's we're taking it so seriously that my content's trickling now because I have to spend all my time doing it, get that. but also my wife quit her job so she could go full-time on helping me get it done. Um, uh, it's 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 as big of a project as a as I've ever undertaken in my life, and um, it's really it's really cool, man. And I just can't wait to see what everybody thinks and what kind of what kind of paths they take and what kind of things they find and don't find because I have so intricately hidden so many cool things in into this campaign that like I have I have a feeling that very few people even see some of the really cool things that's in there. It's just packed with cool stuff so. the analytics are going to be super cool to look at yes. later on yeah yes. it will be to and, see what goes where what path and one choose. more one more hype thing i want to throw in here mm-hmm. i have chosen my favorite ending okay and there's ton, i mean I, there's innumerable endings i have chosen my favorite mm-hmm. and if you make it to my favorite ending if you're one of the first few people that make it there the first five people well actually technically the first 10 people you get to name an NPC oh, in the comments because if you the only way you can make it there is by finding it. So if you comment, say NPC name, whatever, that'll be the name as long as it's not inappropriate. Uh, and secondly, you can pick any you, – you can only pick one of these. You can either name an NPC or you can uh, pick any monster from the D&D manual and uh, from any edition, and I'll put it in the next campaign because the next campaign is uh, going to be uh, – what's it called? Uh, uh, Ice Peak, uh, Dragons of uh, Ice Peak. Uh, okay. So that'll be the next, the next one. So uh, you know, so that's pretty cool. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. That I gotta say too, my brother is super excited because he's tried the campaign you're doing right now. The, the what is it called? The Caverns of uh, the Lost Minds of Pandora. Lost Minds of Pandora. 
he's tried to play that campaign with his friends like four times and and just nobody's schedules where they'll get like two or three sessions in something happens with kids or you know people's schedules change and he's like maybe i'll finally be able to see the whole damn campaign for the first time <laughs> after sitting on this for like three years and, and he's and pretty I stoked I know a lot of people like wanted to play it. They can't find the people or what have you. Or um, a lot of people actually have played it, and they're interested to see if some of the things that happen in their campaign are going to happen in this one. And I will say I've done my homework. I have watched every every single campaign I can find of it to try to get ideas like, ooh, I really like what the players did there. I'll add that into mine. Or um, even a couple of things that aren't in the official book, but people modded the campaign a little bit to make it a little bit more interesting on some certain aspects that were so good. I was like, I'm putting that in there. Like that's, and not always, but sometimes that mod will be in here or, or, or what have you. So the nice. story isn't set in stone. Like it's not like you can think about it. Like, well, if I would have done this, then it would have changed that it, because you make a different decision, something totally different may happen. Right. Like there may be another NPC there. Uh, it's, it's cool, man. Dude, I, I know I'm speaking for a lot of people here that, you know, including myself, like I plan on, I plan on playing through it and, you know, sharing it with people. And I know there's a lot of people that watch or listen to the show that are definitely checking it out. So I think I speak for a lot of people here when I say you probably got all the, all of the party members support around here. So awesome. definitely be, definitely be supporting it. Everybody, uh, we're going to be sharing that as soon as Nathan gets it ready. So Hopefully we'll hear about it sooner than later um, before everybody else. So we got to get a chance to heads up and get in on that and get to the ending. Yeah. First. So maybe I can actually name a character. Some more Lightbringer. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, not. and with that being said too, if you do listen to this show, watch it. If you specifically watch it on uh, the other YouTube, uh, the some more gaming channel, that channel's actually dwindled down a bit. And so I know that people over there have been like, kind of going um you haven't really posted any videos outside of like a couple of the podcasts in the past like almost month now apologies i will say that videos on that youtube where this podcast is actually uh shared and and uh cataloged that youtube is going to be getting a lot more action here in the next week or so so um sorry that that channel has actually kind of dwindled a little bit i know but uh going to be showing it a lot more love real soon. I just had, I had some things that came up life-wise that impacted everything and kind of slowed that down, but we're back on track and uh, should have a lot more actually going to that domain specifically, um, even specifically around this show um, coming up here in the next like uh, two to four weeks. Uh, well, specifically week, but I got some plans for it in the next like two to four weeks. So everybody, yeah been a lot of uh been a lot of fun i really appreciate everybody being here as always we'll be seeing you next thursday uh 5 p.m cdt for the next looking for more podcast um and you know till then everybody uh y'all have a great week stay safe and as always walk in the light have a great night and uh we'll see you next week everybody bye